Hello and welcome again to another edition of the Green Beige Podcast. As always, that is AJ. He is the Green. I am Ken. I am the Beige. And we welcome again Mr. Adam Graves out of the UK. Well, I can't say bright color. Right now, it's still dark for you. But very early in the morning. What's going on, Adam? I just school, you know. Good to be here again. But lost for your services. Good to be here, guys. Oh. All the way down because we got some ball to talk. AJ, what's happening? What's going on? I'm well enough, man. I good. I good. <laughs> Today has been it's, it's been an overcast day, so I'm actually trying to deal with this lack of sunlight coming through the window here, which is why I look like I'm a Sith Lord or something like that. <laughs> but the light seems to be the light seems to be pretty fine, so that's okay. Right, cool. We've been having some, and you know, consistently in different weather. Here on the mountain top but right now the sun is out in all of its glory because there is lots of joy and happiness here on the mountain top shout out to the denver nuggets who have won the nba championship and also manchester city they won their first ufo champions league title and that is where we are going off the rip this week with the Green Beige Podcast. All champions are created equal. Our episode this week is called Contrasting Champions because the way how these two championships are being met is not the same. Is definitely not being received the same in the sporting world for many. I can't say for all, but for many. People are very happy that the Denver Nuggets have secured their first title whereas many of the football or soccer world depending on which section of the world you're in they're not very happy that City won the UEFA Champions League for the first time and this being the second club that won Joseph aka Pep Guardiola has also won said championship but we will get back to pep and company in a bit of course you can see adam is wearing his red devil shirt for a reason that is not by accident but like i said to the hard court we go denver nuggets win the nba championship they dispatched the miami heat in five games and in so doing won their first nba title in 47 years this actually is the first championship that the Denver basketball franchise has ever won. The Denver Nuggets were initially part of the ABA and they were one of the four teams that joined the NBA. And in the last season of the ABA, they played against what were the Nets. Can't remember where they were at that time, but the Nets. Jersey. Okay, so the New Jersey Nets. And they lost the ABA final. Then they joined the NBA, and it has not been smooth sailing ever since. Until this season, where they got the 16 wins required to be crowned the NBA champions. So, I know when we talked about this a few weeks ago, fellas, we said that we were all picking the Nuggets to win said NBA championship. AJ said that it was going to be in six games. Adam and I both said in five. So 
the Nuggets have made us winners Adam five games and it's all over so I know you have watched these games tell me about these these Nuggets and the NBA Finals well, what can you say like um first of all playing 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 basketball I, I've had a number of coaches say the age-old cliche or use the age-old cliche that you hear from basketball pundits um, analysts and, and other coaches all over the world you can't teach height you cannot teach height teach skill you can teach um, systems um, you could train ability. You could do a train jumping ability if you want. Talk about athleticism and so on and so forth. But you cannot teach height. I can modify that slightly. In the case of these NBA finals, you also can't teach size. <laughs> so it was. It isn't just height. But as my goodly brother, one half of the Green Beige uh, or the Beige half, said. Oh, behind the woodshed. <laughs> and sadly, the Miami Heat lost to a far superior team. We, 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 we spoke about the, the Nuggets beating the Lakers. Nuggets beat... The Lakers lost to a better team. Uh, a more prepared team. A team that was together longer. The Heat lost... To a superior team in probably every manner of speaking. The the guards outplayed <laughs> the Heat's guards. The forwards outplayed the Heat's forwards. All due respect to Jimmy B and Bam Bam, who tried their almighty best. Um but they're taking some flatness. So we, I think we just lost your audio again, Adam. Somehow, we were we were hearing you fine and and everything, and then all of a sudden you just disappeared. So while he's working on that, AJ, what about you? Ah. Um. All right. Well, firstly, I can raise my hand. I got it wrong. I got it wrong. <laughs> Now, granted, when I, I must say firstly, well, you know what? First, no, let me start here. Firstly, is congratulations to the Nuggets, right? Again, we all, I, I don't think, unless you were a Heat fan, and even some Heat fans knew the inevitable outcome, but unless you're a Heat fan, you pick the Nuggets, you were picking the Nuggets to win. We all here did. I called a game extra. Congrats to the Nuggets, it is well-deserved. Not just through, because of the playoffs, but throughout the entire season. Um, I must say, right, that... I must say that... <laughs> I There was a point in time last night where, where I was like, you know what, the Heat could win this game, you know. They could, because they kept it so close. And, and, and I think foolish mistakes are the reason why they... The reason why they lost, why they did. The, the, sorry, the reason, reason why they lost in the manner How that they did. did. 
Yes, how they did. I don't know where it's come from. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And and like Jimmy particularly did not. I, I I don't even care about the fact that he scored most of his points in the fourth quarter. He made his worst decisions in the fourth quarter. The one turnover turnover that he had, which you can say was good defense, but at the same time, it was really bad decision making from him to get into that position. The that fadeaway jumper um jump uh, jumper from from the wing when when they were down three. What what was essentially the the final shot of, of the game? It wasn't absolutely necessary there, given the time on the clock. But again, um, yeah. I, so, as much as I wanted to, I'm saying all this to say, as much as I wanted to be right, there was a point in time last night, Ken and Adam, where I'm, as this game is winding down, I was like, you know what? I don't mind taking the L here. Because I just watched, I watched the Denver crowd and just the way everyone was celebrating. Because as, as, as the, the clock was ticking down, you could, like everyone knew, you could tell. You could tell that Miami just didn't have it in them. And then Denver was like, the, the, the Nuggets themselves, they were riled up. The crowd was riled up. Like everybody was feeling it. And I was like, you know what? These men deserve to celebrate in front of their home fans. So they, they came a point, like with, with a few seconds left, at least, within that last minute where I was like, you know what? I, I want Denver to win tonight and just put the heat out of the misery and let Denver be able to celebrate in front of their home fans. So I, I, I came to that resignation close to the end of the game. Um, I mean, Adam kind of pointed out what, what was it, the turning or what was the, the most strategic point for them, basically. So nothing more to add per se. The defense was incredible, though. Their defense was incredible. It's like they already had a, they already were a very good defensive team, but it's, it was, it was turned up uh, even more notches in this in this NBA Finals, and especially last night too. Like I, I mean, I made mention of Jimmy's decision making, but Jimmy wasn't really getting much, which is why he couldn't score. And then I feel like when he, when he had the chance to score, he seemed very reluctant. No, I know Jimmy is one to drive to the bucket and then kick it back out to. But it's it's it it, it took it to last night seemed like a whole new level. That was that's just to me because I feel like there were times where he would have gone for something and just didn't. But that 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 I give more to the credit of Mike Malone and the Nuggets. They were locked in last night and they outheated the Miami basically because <laughs> what I give Miami credit for. Um, couple of weeks back when I said that they're always the team that will always scratch and claw and they will always keep the game close and then pounce when they have the opportunity. The Nuggets did that. I mean, yesterday they started off with their run. They were ahead by a bit. Then they lost that lead, but they still just kept the game close. Like Adam said, that team is far superior. The team is far superior. And in the end, it was just, it made more sense, even to me, even even for the sake of for the sake of being wrong, it made more sense to just watch <laughs> these guys in the manner in which they play basketball, just be able to celebrate a first ever franchise NBA championship in front of their home fans. They deserve that much. So I will take the L on that one. Congrats to the Nuggets. Well, on behalf of Denver, I can't say Nuggets Nation necessarily, but on behalf of Denver, we will say thank you very much. Now, Adam, do you want to continue your point? Before yeah, I just, you know. I just, I just finish off by by um, pointing out a couple of statistical things as well um, that the Nuggets did that 
even though the Nuggets started slowly, they were missing a lot. Uh, they weren't getting their high percentage looks. Uh, you know what I mean? I, I personally believe the refs had an agenda um, in, the, in that game 5-2. I, I, I make no apology for saying it. Um, because the some of the calls the Heat were getting were atrocious. And the Heat weren't phenomenal because the, the every time the Heat got went on a run, the Nuggets simply turned up the defense even though they were down. So, uh, uh, and this is a, a tribute to the entire series, all of that talk about Caleb Martin being the MVP in the Eastern Conference Finals gone real, real quiet. No, because I'm sure if you look in KCP or Bruce Bowen pocket today, you can find parts of Caleb Martin. You know what um, Gabe Vincent too. As for Gabe Vincent, there's a little white, white boy, a little rookie, shout out to Christian Braun, who won three straight high school titles, a national um, title, NCAA title with Kansas, and in his rookie year has won the NBA championship. That is five titles back to back to back to back to back. And he marked Gabe Vincent out of game four and five. A lot of people miss that too. So, Point out a couple of um, uh, technical things that I think that the Nuggets definitely deserve credit for, um, and 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 not just the output, the offensive output of the others, but the defensive. Like, like you just said, the defensive uh, capability was phenomenal. Shout out to Denver, man. They deserve it. Well done. So, I know I've said it before, and I, for those that may have missed it, I'll say it again. I have not been a fan of the Denver Nuggets. Not even close. I moved to Denver and I was like, she's on bread of all the places I could have come. I came to the Denver Nuggets where they don't usually give their, their fans much to celebrate because this team has not been it has not been really that good up until the bubble season. Because you know, when I got here, there was Gary Harris that was the starting shooting guard. I don't remember who was the starting point guard, but at that point in time, Jamal Murray was coming off the bench. Yeah, so, and to be, and to be perfectly honest, because I really got into Nuggets basketball via NBA Fantasy, Gary Harris wasn't the worst little picker to have there. He would give, he would nah, give he wasn't. I, I just saying that as a, as a nostalgic. My reaction was more nostalgic. I was like, you for real, boy. This man was somebody I used to be going after in fantasy. This is yeah. just saying. Yeah, he was a Gary, starter. Yeah, he was. He <laughs> on, was on a, starting on a pretty poor team. So yeah, and, and, <laughs> he, he was goals. pretty productive for a little bit. He was pretty productive for a little bit too. Yeah, because of yes. that. Yeah. But yeah, sorry, Ken. So, no, that's fine. I, I, trust me, I can't get derailed today. Gary Harris was was an okay little piece, and then they traded him to Orlando to bring in Aaron Gordon, who moved from ring number zero to number 50. Double zero. Double zero to number 50 here in the Mahai City. Bruce Brown was out there doing whatever he could in a bad situation in Brooklyn and found himself pretty much out of the league 
until he had a conversation with Mike Malone who asked him, but Bruce, what happened? What's going on? Why you why don't you have a job? And um Bruce was like, Well, coach, I don't understand. I thought that by now somebody would have picked me up, but I don't think anybody really knows how to use me in this league. Malone was like, Uh huh. Come. Go to your contract here for you, man. Come. You can come and do something here for me. And then you talked about Christian Brown. A man that they, they drafted last offseason, but nobody had expectations for. I know all of a sudden this man is playing big minutes in the NBA Western Conference Finals and in the NBA Finals. Look at some boy like Uncle Jeff, who nobody would think that he's still going to be a key contributor in year 17, I think this is with Jeff. 16. Jeff has been around for a long time. His teeth are quite long as well. But Jeff was a key member of the bench mob. I said last night, Thomas Brent must be thanking his stars that he got traded from LA to Denver. Because he has done absolutely nothing. But he is getting a ring as well. When DeAndre Jordan too? (laughs) But... But here the joke, DeAndre Jordan actually played like two minutes last night. His first appearance for the playoffs was in the crucial game five. But to your point, Adam, when you talk about the refs, the reason why that game was so close and the reason why Miami was up was because the refs were calling some nonsense last night. Two of the three fouls that Aaron Gordon got called for in that first half, with how the game was being played and how the game was being called, those were very touches. They were very dubious. So, Jokic's second foul was a bad decision on his part because he should not have gone to try to draw that charge. He should have just run back on defense. But he decided that he wanted to go and draw a charge. He picked up his second foul. To the bench he goes. Jamal Murray also is in foul trouble. So we can't talk about Michael Porter Jr. Because Michael Porter Jr. I come back to him in a second. But your three best offensive weapons are now on the bench in the second quarter. Because we can't risk them picking up any more fouls. You need Aaron Gordon for his size and his athleticism to defend Bam, to defend Jimmy, and defend whoever else that decide to throw it there that can be playing any of their spots between three and five. You need Jamal and you need Jokic to score the points that will carry you going into this second half. So when they were down by seven at the half, I was like, all right, you would rather be up than down, but seven points is not insurmountable odds. And I trust that these Nuggets are not going to be as poor in the second half as they were in the first. And you know what? They still shot the ball poorly in the second half. Three-pointers were still not falling. And to the point where Michael Porter Jr., when he shot that three-pointer on the breakaway after he stole the ball in the fourth, I, I, I typed it in my chat so I know both of you guys would have seen it. I said Michael Porter Jr. should not shoot another three-pointer until next season. I don't care if they won today. 
If they had to win game six or game seven, Michael Porter Jr. should not have shot another three-pointer until the start of the season in October. However, shoot is shoot. Yeah, he he put the three up, and it hit nothing but net. And I was like, "But what?" I I when he shot it, I shot it. No, and then it switched, and I had to sit quiet. I had to humble <laughs> myself in that moment because what what else could I say? What else? What else could I do in that moment, right? So I remember I said that there was no way that if if the heat won one they could not win two because i could not see the nuggets dropping game five at home and as much as the tickets cost almost a thousand dollars to sweep the the uh, covers or the rafters way ahead ball arena was sold out and hopping from tip and even when the heat were ahead the enthusiasm, yeah, the crowd got a little quiet, but the enthusiasm was still there because they knew that their team was on the brink of history. And if they needed that little extra oomph to get over the line, then that crowd was going to give it. I can pause here because I don't want to ramble on all evening long. So that's, let me just peek here. Come on, man, your city's a champion. So Dom is saying that he has the Nuggets in fight to repeat. We, we, we cut to that maybe a little bit down the road. He says, poor as the Nuggets played, the Heat were not a good team and the regular season illustrated that. But because we overlooked the deficiencies due to the heart and the determination displayed. And that is true. We all knew that the Heat were overmatched. The Heat did not have enough to, to deal with Denver. And only the Heat fans and the haters. Yeah. I don't know how a team like the Nuggets can have haters when they haven't done anything until now. I, I, I'd like somebody to point to me, point out to me Nuggets haters. You know Nuggets like, haters? I... The goal like, one. Apart, apart, we, we, there's apart there's from, one in the chat that we know, um, AJ. Yeah, yeah, apart from an obvious individual who claimed when, not, not at the beginning of the playoffs, you know, Furthermore, not at the beginning of the Western Conference Finals, not even in the beginning of the playoffs, when the Lakers made the trades to get better, a certain individual claimed that if they was to, the, to butt the uh, 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 team with AD on it, the Nuggets would be in so much trouble because Jokic can't deal with AD and bloody die to which I can't remember exactly how Ken reminded him, but I remember I reminded him this Nuggets team is nowhere near the Nuggets team from the bubble, the bubble. far less the Nuggets team from last, even last season. So you got something else coming in the end of the at the end of the, the Western Conference Finals sweep at the end of the NBA Finals chip i don't know how you can you you, you can't hit lady nuggets haven't done anything to make you hit them they've won now so now we can we gotta see the reciprocations of that who can 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 rail up the self to want to ruffle their feathers and what's not um the heat were not just overmatching the finals you know the heat were were, were overmatched in the eastern conference finals the Heat were the only series the Heat played 
where they weren't overmatched. Queen Man actually mentioned this last night. Big up to Queen Man and all the acts of people from the 264. That the only series the Heat weren't overmatched was against the Knicks, if we think about it. Against the Bucks, Bucks had injury issues. And the and the Heat took the chances and demolished them, dismissed them fast. <laughs> fast. Which is what they should have done with the Celtics. They play with the food and get away with it, to be very honest. And the Nuggets was like, no, you're not coming in here and doing that. We can show you whatever it is. Oh, behind the woodshed. <laughs> and as Dom said, I think before the final series, Nuggets in five. <laughs> like, I think Dom called five as well. If I'm not, if I'm not yeah. mistaken, yeah, he, he did. Can. Yeah. To his credit, Dom called the last two Nuggets series correct because no, where I was, because he, he, he didn't call the sweet. He called the sweet. He called the sweet for the Lakers. Mm-hmm. He's. I think. He, I, I don't know if he. Fun. I don't know if he was just being facetious to piss off the um, the um. The Lingerie draw. draw. Yeah. But he said that it was going to be a sweep. I said five. Because, again, mm. I thought that the quality that the Lakers had would have been good enough to steal a game. But they, they, they were not able to do that. He said a microcosm of Jokic and Murray getting better and Brown and AD decline. Also, roster changes in contrasting directions and then for the heat the next he said the next should have beat the heat too that's the one series for the heat that i that i had them favored they didn't think that the new york knicks would have had yeah. enough yeah, to beat never. to beat miami but all right so before we move any further i think there's something i'm i'm going to allude to it no but there's something that i i have planned for later this week mm-hmm. um which will be an exposure well i will expound on this this thought right but when i look at this denver nuggets team this denver nuggets team is really really hard especially for someone like me not to root for them and here is what the denver nuggets team is a reflection of denver as a whole the denver nuggets team is a team that are considered to be underdogs and they do not get the respect that they deserve from the national media because Denver is supposedly a small market compared to New York and LA and those kind of places yeah sure no problem Denver is a city that is very cosmopolitan is a mix mix match of all kinds of people that are living in this city and when you look at the Denver Nuggets team same kind of story you your your best players from serbia your second best players from canada your most of the players that you have on your team aren't drafted here in denver they're transplants the people that you that either came in as free agents or you traded for them you brought them in just like denver denver is a city that is full of people that come from all over the place me included so when I look at this Denver Nuggets team, it's hard for me to look at them and not root for them because we are the Nuggets. The Nuggets is a reflection of Denver. So you may have another team 
but the the enthusiasm, the love, the joy that this team brings to this city. You can't you can't be here and be upset that they won the chi- the title. You you cannot do it. But like you said, this is a, this is a thought that I am going to expound on later on this week. Because, you know, the parade is Thursday and your boy got the day off. So I go into the parade. <laughs> I, can, I, I, can, I, can, I can see you on that. Yeah? And not raise you. But, but, but join you in, in, in saying, growing up watching the Denver Nuggets and they're talking about all the way back with the Kembe Mutombo. Yeah? When Mark Mutombo was in Denver. And I think they pulled off a big upset. I can't remember of who mid 90s can't remember but they were never important enough to pay attention to if that makes sense until they drafted carmelo anthony when the denver nuggets drafted carmelo anthony it made everybody sit up because first of all everybody can believe that detroit let carmelo like our little slate the tree. <laughs> I'm, I'm sorry, AJ. Sorry, AJ. Like, it's, and and Carmelo would have been a Milicich, yeah. For Darko, <laughs> for Darko Milicic, for Darko. Listen, anyhow. So so then was then was all smiles, and you then saw the love that. Denver's basketball team had, and it, it, it people used to allude to the fact that this ain't new. Like we've been loving them since Alex English, far less Mutombo. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? So when when I do my little research in preparation for this show, for argument's sake, I was trying to compare this champion uh, Denver Nuggets team and the good teams they've had of the past that should have done better. But for argument's sake, I'm going to only talk about one. In the most recent history, same Melo, um, the team that had Melo, Kenyon Martin, Alan Iverson, and then with Marcus Camby. Marcus Camby was defensive player of the year. That team was a monster side. Unfortunately, they resided in a West that had the Lakers at their poorest and the Spurs at absolute God mode. <laughs> you know what I mean? And they had other um, good teams in the West as well, like the Suns, the, the Nash-led Suns, and so on and so forth. So they didn't achieve the ultimate. Um, but that team had more, I don't want to say, uh, I don't want to say flamboyant characters or more um, high-profile players. I just called two, Carmelo Anthony and Alan Iverson for arguments. Kenyon Martin, the number one draft pick. Whereas this Denver team, have a collection of high picks and forgotten men and and that makes you talk about just okay and they put it together and glue it with hard work and grit and everybody fighting for one another and they just obliterate everybody so to don't point of repeat next year i know they're gonna be very very difficult to beat very difficult to beat you're walking yeah. Denver off this off of this platform, just so things gonna no, happen. De- definitely not, definitely not. And when you see the emotion that pours out of somebody like a Jamal Murray, 
on the stage last night when yeah let me let me not get out of here because it's trying to hit me there too so so yeah congratulations to Denver and of course you know when we talk about the team we also have to talk about the players Nikola Jokic the two-time MVP so should have been three-time MVP oh, I mean all right let me stick up in there because you see this you see I remember and this goes back to the whole lack of media attention for these nuggets right I remember when I'd be well early on in the season like just around all-star and like immediately after Jokic was the runaway leader for the MVP then some people decided to start a campaign to say that how are you going to award a man with the three back to back to back MVPs when he has not even led his team to the finals that his team is not considered to be a contender I remember my favorite ESPN commentator Bowman Jones said that if he had a vote he was not allowing himself to be a prisoner to what all the knuckleheads that came before did or did not do because just because they only gave the treat back to back to back MVPs to two players before then you cannot say that if Jokic des deserves it that you can't give it to him because LeBron never got three or because Mike never got three or some foolishness like that so Jokic can't get the MVP so what does he do he leads the entire playoffs in points rebounds and assists he averages a triple double and throughout the entire playoffs he wins the NBA championship and is the finals MVP after being the Western Conference finals MVP so I I, I just we have don't, to we get don't learn. we don't learn we don't we don't learn no. history history tired repeat itself I sorry if I got down but yeah, like history tired repeat itself like they gave David Robinson the MVP because they didn't want to give Hakeem a back to back either Hakeem we wait for him in the playoffs Wait for him. I absolutely obliterated him. You know what I mean? They get they get Carl Malone, an MVP. A lot of people, a lot of people don't understand my beef with Malone and then Jazz and and, and it, like they give Carl Malone. I ain't stutter. Give Carl Malone that MVP in nineteen ninety seven. Yeah, because I mean, want to give Mike another back to back MVP. and might wait for him. I tear the bar off for him in the finals. That wasn't the last shot finals. That was in '97 finals. I tear the bar. Oh, we, we don't learn. We don't. We don't hear. You know what I'm saying? They give Steve Nash a second MVP. Yeah, give. I ain't stutter there neither. Huh? And Timmy D, wait for him in the in the in the in the in the in the in the, in the, in the, in the it wasn't the best finals. I think it was the West semis. Huh? Rip the shreds off for him. And Nash was uh, nothing's unrest. We do like so. Though I supported the MB pick, and I make no, I I can back up why I supported the MVP pick, uh, MB pick because 
um my basis of most valuable player is on value first um and we could do we could debate that from now till jesus can um you can't slight Jokic being picked so my my backing of Embiid is not a slight of Jokic's achievement because he was the runaway up until at the very least all-star like he was and he just continued doing what he was doing <laughs> Carl, Carl Malone MVP stand for most vile pervert but I digress <laughs> um, <laughs> You know what? You know what, Ken? As you as you were talking there, you know what that reminded me of, though. Remember the graphic that I think you posted from the is Bob Bob what is is Bob is the name of the the profile that you usually get these cartoons. Oh, Bob Lane. Bob Dylan. Bob, Bob right, Lane. Right, right. Remember the one that was posted with Embiid and Jokic in in yes. the race, and then Embiid stopped. He basically stopped when he had the MVP trophy and the show like Jokic ahead. Jokic, mm -hmm. still but running. Then, for the for the for the NBA title, yeah, that that's what came to mind. I I I doubt that even bothers you, catch At the end of the day, like like the man said, like the man said at the end, like the job is now done. They could go home. Yes? <laughs> that that's the second time NBA has been part of one of those. The first time was he scored a title with he and Giannis, and Giannis won the ring. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah, he like he like to win battles, not wars. It's true. Even Dom then, said it here, Embiid at this moment, as the sentence is presently constructed, will not beat Yanis or Jokic. So, the question, fellas, where is Jokic in today's NBA? Where do we rank him in terms of centers and even players, if you want to go that far? Where would Jokic, where does Jokic belong in today's NBA? Adam, you can go first on this. Alright, so that's a two-part question. So, we're taking it part by part. Part by part. Part by part. So today's Jokic in today's NBA? Yes. He's best center in the league. He's like, by a mile. <laughs> it's like, the closest is is Joel Embiid. The closest is Joel Embiid. And then, then and that's still, that's still a distance. I don't even make a, I don't, I don't care that he plays better defense than, than, than Jokic does, which he does. Uh, the best ability is also availability, to which Jokic plays literally every game. Uh, Embiid is another one of them glass men that every time you fall, you go hold your heart. Um, you know, I, I, and for all the ability that that Embiid have, he's the closest comparison because Zeus is not a center. If if you if if Zeus was a center, and and for me, AD is not a center either. If AD was to play the five. And also be available. He may have been in the conversation. You understand? And it is played five in the, the five in at least in recent times. Yeah, but it's still your case. It's still your case. Honorable mentions like Bam is not a center. He's been playing the center for the for the for the Heat because they're undersized. Bam is a power for it. You know what I mean? I I'm not even gonna bring up men like Gobert and 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 Cap. And them came in. Like, let me be honest. You're talking about you talking about Nikola Jokic, brother. Who I was vexed that the man gave number 15 to okay, you okay, Denver, you angry at that Carmelo left. Are you getting my you, you Carmelo's easily your best player until 
<laughs> in your kits, clearly. Because, no, ain't nobody ever wearing our number 15 ever again. Ever. No. I mean, it's like, if you want to come, I had to round off, to round off my point, if you want to come here, best player now, um, or, or, or the, the top players, some of them names I mentioned, like the MVs, like the Zeus, um, um, obviously you got you got the the ancient one Braun Braun, um, you got you have to call the chef, you know what I mean? I I, I think especially because he's now won a ring, Jokic is an easy top three, easy top three. I wouldn't go hot take and be like, yeah, he's the best player in the league, but you know he's he's a top three player in the league right right now. What about you, AJ? Where do you have your kids? You know what? I will do the hot take. Then Jokic is the best player in the league. I will do it. I will do it. I no holes barred. Jokic is the best player in the league right now. I think this the metric of best kind of like shifts per season based on like certain criteria, like a little bit of form that's coming to play and all that. Right now, Jokic is the best in the league. I don't care what anyone says because. There is, and, and there's something interesting about, because you know how we always used to say, in terms of like, we always say like, like Shaq is the most dominant center that we've ever seen. And that, that, that is true. He's dominant in, the, in, in a physical sense. Like, he'd overpower everyone. They were, he was unstoppable. But Jokic is dominant too, though. He actually is dominant, but just in 100%. a different manner. Huh? 100%. Yeah, yeah, but his his dominance might not be like overpowering and like breaking backboards and shattering backboards and stuff. But he is dominant offensively. He he is unstoppable. Basically, the man has a, a full arsenal on offense, and he, he's a good defender. I'm not saying he's a, the greatest in in the league, but he's a good defender. But with the way that oh. this man has gone about, he was already a top player in the league. But but the, with the way he's gone about this last season. I mean, this just concluded season as of Monday night. I'm going to be the one with the hot take. I will say it right now to me, Nikola Jokic, the Joker, the assassin, is the best player in the league. I don't know, boy. I don't know, boy. That Greek god, that Greek god can go outside and say with that. I don't, Zeus can go outside and say with that. I'm uh, sorry. Let, let him get fit and come back, and then we'll have another. Yeah, no right. Way. Now, that right easy. Now, right now, it they is both the Joker. got chips too. <laughs> True. They both got two MVPs True. too. True. And only one got a defensive player. Yeah, we could we could battle that out, Dom. I see you, Dom. <laughs> so I am not a prisoner of the moment. I am not one <laughs> that just looks at what happened right now and allow that to make me decide one way or the other as to where your kid stands but i have to agree with aj what we have seen from nikola Jokic in this championship run from the time the playoffs began it erased all doubts as to who is the best player in the league definitely the best center absolutely hands down Number one, without question. Miles. There is, yeah, the, the the number of feet we are above sea level is the distance Miles between Hines. him and 
and Embiid. So, now the reason why I would give it to Jokic at this point over somebody like a Yanis. Now, unfortunately, my absolute favorite player in the league, Steph Curry, he would never get this position because he is small, comparatively speaking. He is not. We disagree with that, but we could discuss that another time. Yeah, we can always come back to that. But in this stage of his career, Steph Curry yeah, is not going to be considered the, the best player in the league. But what is it that you can want from a player? Not necessarily not just a not just a center, but a player that Nikola Jokic does not give you. Jokic has a shot from outside. He has moves in the high post. He has moves in the low post. He has moves on the block. Jokic can take you from the outside. He can shoot over you. He can he can even beat you off the dribble. He does not have to have a handle like Kyrie. But as they keep saying, well, first off, the whole thing about Jokic being fat, Jokic plays in this altitude and he ran for 40 odd minutes without taking a break he played 24 minutes in the second half of games one and games two and i think he probably maybe sat down for three seconds in the second half last night (laughs) Jokic is a phenomenal athlete even with the amount of weight that he is carrying and he's really not that heavy you know but that's what but here's now where was coming to if you are making a player on nba 2k you know there's got certain attributes that your player can get. One of the things that they, they, they knock Jokic for is because he is not the lockdown defender that some others are. But you know what Jokic showed that he is, especially in his playoffs? Jokic has cornered the glass cleaner attribute. Because offensive rebounds, defensive rebounds, he is there. Jokic is the first player in NBA playoff history to have a 30-20-10 triple-double and the 20 are rebounds, which he did against a healthy Anthony Davis, who's supposedly the guy to give him that work. He is unstoppable. And even, I don't remember who it was that said it, but today I listened to a lot. I listened to the interviews from the guys and I listened to certain experts talking not the shows from today because i do not want them to color my thoughts for today i listened to shows from yesterday before the game and they were saying that even somebody like um i don't i don't remember who it was they were saying about talking about trying to guard Jokic, and that Jokic does he's be like ambling with the ball he's been moving relatively pedestrian and then he's hit you with a quick first step a blow by you and you and you're wondering well how this big man just get from in front of me just like that you see your kids go down inside the um inside the post and your kids is both they're so pirouetting like a ballerina on that pivot foot pivot foot don't ever come up he's just spin a spin again <laughs> spin a turn apart and put it up and score 
He has a soft touch around the rim. He has the ability to shoot from the mid-range, to shoot from the outside. Giannis, for all of his ability, you can set, you've, we've seen teams set a wall in front of Giannis to say, if you drive this ball, three men are collapsing on you. But Jokic takes the ball inside that wall with four men collapsing on him and is either soft touch to the rim or he is going to make the absolute best decision and put the pass in the shooting pocket of whoever he throws the ball to and all they then have to do is elevate and knock it down. Jokic <coughs> right now is showing us his entire arsenal. There is nothing that this man cannot do on a basketball yeah, court. Yeah, it is. Yeah, it is. I, the, and 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 I, I it's like what the most phenomenal thing about Nikola Jokic is that he cannot jump over a court. He cannot jump over a quarter, <laughs> and he, he 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 moves up and down the court every game, reminding everybody. I do not need to. <laughs> That's the most phenomenal thing for me about Nikola Jokic because it is one of the most unattractive attributes a basketball player for me can have. Like I hate a basketballer that that basketball player that can't jump. Like and it's not that he can't jump, but y'all get what he try to say. Jokic Joker ain't jumping. Uh, but he's still grabbing 20 rebounds. Don't know how over the same AD who's the same height and who could jump out the building. <clears throat> he, he passing the ball like Magic Johnson from center. Dog, like the same league that Marvel over LeBron James. You know, uh, and his vision and, and, and court IQ and blah, blah, blah. They talk about your kitchens, but they don't marvel over it Sleeping. like that. And Sleeping that goes back to the same thing you were saying earlier, Ken. I think AJ mentioned it too. <clears throat> and maybe Dominic comments that of the lack of respect, Denver, and by extension, Nikola Jokic, don't get because of what he does. Like, his abilities is actually ridiculous. Like it's actually ridiculous. He's he's pretty much unguardable. Um, which is why even when people talk about Shaq, and I know we can come to the the you know um, the all time um discussion. Okay, when people talk curious there because that's where you're headed, so let me go. Okay, when people used to talk about Shaq and being big and being dominant and only refer to his dominance as at, with power, Shaq had great handle. Yeah, oh, people forget that. Like, like not good, not decent. Great handle. Shaq ran the floor phenomenally well. You know what I'm saying? And and his ability to literally move people out of the way, whether he was backing the basket or fa facing the basket, was stupid. Jokic actually does that in a slightly different way. Like he, he is using power is be like is is like when when you when you know you're more powerful than somebody, and no, I'm not going to batter you. I'm just going to move you with my little finger. Jokic just do that. Like 
like the man is take like he corner he elbow and and move bam bam and bam bam is not weak he's <laughs> not weak <laughs> you know you, you see what i'm saying so matching up all time now i ain't jumping on that bandwagon a lot of people jumping on now with the with the statistical phenomenon that is nicola Jokic, and i ain't jumping on that bandwagon of all-time greatest center that is disrespectful to the william russells wilt chamberlains kareem abdul jabbar formerly known as lou alcinder and shaquille o'neal's of the world lest i forget to mention hakeem olajuwon because if i may end off my all-time point by saying nikola Jokic is not yet there as in best all-time but he's in the conversation you have to remember what them men do six titles six mvps um countless all-stars etc etc two or three mvp finals that's kareem resume two mvps a defensive player of the year or two um you know what i mean that's hakeem and i didn't even mention men like david robinson who got two titles a mvp um a defensive player of the year your kitchen record first 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 team all defense yet yes let's that's not i don't even know if you make a second so all for all the triple doubles yes don't tell i don't tell me moving the goalposts neither because we know this nba is easier to do it in so bring it i ain't business shot had a repeat yes only one mvp but three finals mvps and was the sickest thing in the league like unstoppable easily you know what i mean and i never go to will and and bill russell uh, because their man was playing it with, with, in a league with three teams <coughs> so i ain't gonna call them you know what i'm saying but Jokic is on the way there because he's only 28 which is another tribute to his lack of athleticism that's lack of athleticism because if you don't exert yourself that athletically as we always say the first thing that nba players suffer from is when they lose them inches on their vertical you know what i mean and they have to develop their jump shot to use it a lot more and and uh, increase their iq and what's not Jokic there already so it will surprise none of us if Jokic still at this level in five six seven years that's me oh yeah jay where do you have your kids in this all-time discussion uh, this time around adam i'm gonna agree with you because i <clears throat> it's almost sacrilegious to put him as the greatest greatest all-time center i cannot do that and you mentioned all of the names some of the guys who we would have seen young some of the guys who predated us um i think he's probably the most talented that i've seen probably the most talented just in terms of like natural skill set that i have seen because i i i mean i haven't seen all the guys right but that i have actually watched in my eyes for a center exceptional talent exceptional skill set especially given where the league is now with that kind of skill set but greatest is a different dynamic and i'm not you, might, you might be right on that though 
I mean, I'm just saying that that's that's what I see, and you all have seen more ball than me, so I, 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 I have no problem with being corrected. But just from what I have seen, um, probably the most, yeah, just like, just like skill set wise in his position. But I'm not ready to, 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 um, basically coronate him as the greatest center of all time. There's, there's still more to be done. There's still more, and I take all his accolades into consideration. Like, like you, Adam, I do think he is in the conversation without a shadow of a doubt. Having won that, that chip now, he is in that conversation. But he, I can't go as far as giving him the number one spot right now. Yeah, and I guess this will make it three for three. Because, like I said before, I am not a prisoner of the moment. To say that Jokic is the best center of all time is to be a prisoner of the moment. We've not seen anybody play the center position the way he's playing it. I think we can sure. agree with that. And he is almost as dominant as Shaq was without being as physically imposing as Shaq was. The way how Jokic plays the center position. But at this point in time, there's no knot with him being considered the sixth. Because for the nails that you call Adam, I agree. I agree that we still have to put Bill Russell. We still have to put um, what's his name? Will. We still have to put um, Kareem. Kareem. We have to put Hakeem. We have to put Shaq. I agree with those five, and they will put Jokic at six. But if Jokic wins another ring, let's say they repeat. Let's say Denver repeats next year, and mm. he continues to play at the level that he's at six becomes five for me and you know who drops out of that list the dream the dream comes out yes i i, I could take that but and, i heard and, something and, 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 and aj talk about skill set in them five the dream got everybody dead for skill set dead Mm-hmm. The dream got everybody dead for skill set in that five. Ad- admittedly, but, yeah, admittedly I, I, I did not watch much of the dream around that time, especially when when the when him and Clyde the Glide were winning. I was on my hiatus as well, right? I mean, and I, and I was really young at that point, so I, I, admittedly, I wasn't into into it as much yet. Which is why I said, which is why I stress on the fact that, that I have seen, I've only seen clips of, of the dream. Honestly, I've I've not actually watched enough of them to say well yet. So I know I didn't send this to y'all guys, but I mean we don't have to we don't have to debate this one very long. I just want to get your take on this because it was something that I saw on it was Javel Max and Max Javel and Key. However to put the names together, the ESPN radio show that is <laughs> in the morning. So, Jewel, he made some interesting comments. The first one, I don't, I could see it, so I don't think we really need to talk about it. He said that for a team to win a championship or to win a series, but championship especially, um, the, there needs to be a ratio of two, one, and one. And he was saying this in relation to Miami specifically, for if Miami was to have any chance of winning. <laughs> The um the championship. He uh Dom is saying that that 
Adam is teaching the class at AJ Studios and he's asking if Adam went to Yale or Purdue. So in relation to the two the two one and one, he he said that for you to win a series, to win a championship, your star player has to win you two games. Your second best player has to win you one game. Your role players, or as Jimmy calls it, your team, his teammates, has to win one. It should not be that you are coming out here and your role players have to carry you for four games because in relation to Miami, their role players won them game second, game two. They won them that second game of the series. So Jimmy was in the red because he needed to be the one to bring the team forward. I thought that was interesting. I, I just wanted to put that out there. But the one that the one thing that I wanted to to just rumble you guys. It, again, we're talking rankings, right? And mind you, as I said, this is before game five. So this was yesterday morning before the game played last night. Jewel gave his top five point guards in the league. He said number one is unquestioned. Unquestionable. That's Stephen Curry. His number two, Luca Doncic. I knew he was gonna do that. <laughs> number three, Dame Dollar, Damian Lillard. Number four, Kyrie Irving. Wow. And and then number five, because remember we just talked about prison in the moment, right? We just I spoke yeah. about being prison in the moment. And I am not yeah. like um what's his name? Paul Pierce, aka the truth that's tell bear lies, and is only ever a prisoner at the moment, who said that the guy on number five of this list, Jamal Murray of the Denver Nuggets, is the, he's pro Paul Pierce said that Murray is the best point guard in the league. That's pure cap. We know that that's not true. But according to JML, Jamal Murray is number five. Your thoughts? I see Jay smiling. So Jay, you all go first. I I could I could because I I let me be succinct because we still got other things to discuss. I I ain't gonna entertain this too long. He's not. He's not. I mean, you have to love the guy. You have to love the guy. Yeah, gotta love his story, his work. I think and all that. But no, he's not. Come on, come on, no. <laughs> We, what what do you say? Into, into discussion as to who is. I, I mean, I feel like what. Sorry, let me let me just say that. I, for me, I I really have a problem making top five lists because I feel like I could always put four, and then the fifth name is always like a few to me that, that could be inside that five, right? I know for sure Jamal Murray is not uh, um, that that fifth name in there. Not 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 at this point. Let's be real. Let's be real. Go on, go ahead, Adam. So is. Out of out of pure naughtiness, I will I would stir this I would stir this probably. If not Murray, then who? <laughs> then who? Like it, like I'm thinking right now. Without being a prisoner of the moment, you're thinking right now. A lot of people forget that Spider Mitchell is playing basketball. A lot of people forget that. You know what I mean? Like, and that was just one off the top of my head. You, you, you see what I'm saying? Like a lot of people forget that James Harden plays point guard. Like, and, and and 
everybody know I have no love for James Harden. You know what I mean? I think James Harden is a two guard. I actually think Jamal Murray plays more like a two guard as well. Um, so it's it, for me, it's hard to pick Jamal Murray in as a top five point guard. Um, I'm not even picking Luka Doncic at at, at two because he ain't better than them damn dollar. I. And Luka Doncic has the potential to do at point guard what Magic Johnson used to do. What you see Jokic doing at center now, Luka Doncic can literally bring that back. Luka Doncic have the ability to be able to do, to do that. But he still got to do it. You know what I mean? Dame Dollar been killing this league. All the way in Portland. <laughs> you know what I mean? Denver just get them title. Denver's a mountain top team. Bush team just like Portland. Portland Bush, dog. Portland had two two stabs at that at, at this title. Two or three. Three, I think, stabs at this title. I think they won one with Bill Walton. My my history could probably hear Z. Because Dongan asked me if I went yellow or Purdue. But like <laughs> Dame Dollar Dame Dollar is legit. Dame Dollar is top seventy five. Don't disrespect Dame Dollar. And nobody ain't counting out Steph. After them three like it hard to call i not even call it right now i not even call it Kyrie, Ky Kyrie, independable right now for all the ability Kyrie have and i love Kyrie. i love me some uncle drew yeah so like similar to jay it it's it difficult after you get past three to be honest but because you, you gotta consider men like spider mitchell you gotta consider i'll go here's my hot take for the night here's my hot take for the night Jamal Murray's best is, is top is is the is number five on the point guard list. When we've literally forgotten because of injury that Lamelo Ball is in the league. Lamelo Ball is an awesome point guard. I mean, like he's still young, still got bills to prove. You know what I mean? But come on, come on. Hey, <laughs> Jonas, so, let's not let's. let's. <laughs> so the funny thing is. I actually do agree with JL here. The numbering might be I don't agree with his list completely. But I agree that Jamal Murray is a top five point guard. The his responsibilities compared to some others are is less, right? However, if you track what he has done, I guess you could say throughout this season, because he came back from the ACL. He worked his way back up. And then he has he played phenomenally in the closing stretch of the regular season into the playoffs. If we are going to look at this list, all right, so you know that I don't have no great love for Luka Doncic in my heart. So <laughs> I, I stayed in my bias at the top. But at the same time, I think personally don't really think that Luca is the definition of a point guard. I don't I don't see him as a point guard necessarily. Because if we're going to say if if we're going to say that LeBron James is not a point guard, why are we saying that Luca Doncic is? If we're saying that LeBron James is not a point guard, why are we going to say that James Harden is? James Harden, for sure. For sure. Can't get on the top five list for me. 
And he's definitely not about Jamal Murray. Because I have seen Murray turn up when it counts. When it matters. <laughs> James Harden does not. He cannot be no top five point guard in the league. If you're going to tell me that Jamal Murray is not, and you're going to say LaMelo Ball is above Jamal Murray, then no, I, I will have that. to ask. I didn't okay. say that. Okay, good. <laughs> good. I, 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 said that. That for, I said that for clarity. Good. If you're going to say that he is not, then you have to tell me who is. But that is a conversation that we can revisit, revisit another time. Because no love for CP3? Definitely not. No, no definitely love for Westbrook? In, in 2020, who? Not even no, 2023 let, or 2022. Let, in 2020, let, who? Let, let me give you all one that will make you all think then. No love for Freddie Van Vliet? He no, plays point. Fred is not top five. Mm. His Toronto numbers this year will tell you different. But Fred is not as good a player as Jamal Murray. He's not as effective a no, player as not. Jamal Murray. No, he's not. He's not. No, he's not. So, so if you can <laughs> tell me that Jamal is not top five, then Fred can't be top five either. <laughs> Ooh. But well. as, as as Dom said, he, you know, he also said that Spider's not a, a point guard. Darius Garland plays point for for Cleveland for the, for the Cavs. Yes. Yes. Cool. Mm -hmm. Did did Spider play? Did Spider play two guard or one guard for the Jazz? Dom. Well, Good. We can Spider's play like two said, guard for Cleveland because Garland ain't sitting down. Let's come on, come on out. So, so I know we've been here all right, but because of the announcement that's to come later on, this is not a problem. We can we can keep this we can keep this party rolling. So, we I spoke earlier about Mike Malone and Mike Malone being the head coach of the Nuggets, and he he gave credit to the ownership group of the Nuggets for sticking with him and giving him something that most coaches don't get in any professional sport and that's time you're you you bring a guy in the team has not been pro, pro, has not progressed in the way that you might like but you say well this is our guy this is our coach we're going to roll with him and what happens in the end he brings home the championship in a similar vein or i should say in the opposite way you you look at somebody like Doc rivers who was brought in to the clippers <laughs> To, to bring the Clippers out of the second round of the playoffs. But as I heard on the right time with Bomani Jones, Doc, except for the, the one year that he won the championship with a big tree, has not escaped the second round. So You mean the one year that the big tree won the championship for him? Sorry, I had to correct you. Brother. If you want to put it that way, about fight. So... You you have a coach that is a second round coach that is coming on to a team that has a second round roster and expect the coach to be able to get you out of the second round. And he was there for three years and it never happened and he's he he got the boot. But you look now to switch sports now. Manchester City, they created a framework to attract and bring in one Josette. Guardiola 
and Pep was given the brief not only to make them a champion because this team has been a champion before but also to win the Champions League and this is year seven for Pep and he has done it Manchester City has won the UEFA Champions League as of Saturday the first title in the team's history how long is that history depends i guess determined will be determined by who you ask because there are some that says that this the history began when they got money there are others that say that the history contains the yo-yo up and down from the premier league and the old first division to the second division and the championship so kudos to manchester city i have not watched the game because one it was on saturday i think it would have started at 1 p.m and two why would i go back to watch manchester city win the champions league i'm not going to do that to myself but the question that came up from out of this is with regards to one pet the simple question is is pet the good is pet no the greatest of all time and aj i'm going to start with you on this one where does pet rank in terms of the greatest of all time hurt some feelings i can hurt a manchester united mad feelings here no yes he's the good yes he is the good. yes he is yes he is listen and it, it, it this is not even a recency bias because he just won another trouble with city this is just the icing on the cake basically this is like this is like uh the the already winning that fourth um super bowl and and, and just edging off of peter manning in that conversation this this is what that is but he was already there basically when you when you bring pep into a team and 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 i know there's so many pep detractors i've heard every single argument for the last decade and some when you bring pep into a team you are not just getting a manager who you expect to win and who can ultimately deliver like leagues and whatnot it is an entire structure that this man is bringing to your club from first team down to the grassroots he 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 has created an entire culture at city you know people people want to talk about the money that was spent and all kind of thing look he spent money early on trying to get the team to operate within a framework in which he likes right we know he spent money on uh defenders in and out goalkeepers in and out trying to get the right formula mixing mixing trying to get the right formula ultimately things leveled out and obviously no one then they were still there was still like a big purchase and whatnot they had the the Grealish uh season before last two seasons ago since the season is now concluded but yeah so we we had like the one-off big signings and whatnot but the fact of the matter is the man has created a, a particular methodology a particular path for the club to follow beyond his beyond the end of his tenure right he set a structure in place did the same thing at Bayern Munich except the thing with Bayern is like Bayern was already pretty much established so them being the kind of club that they are they were, they held on to that for a little while but then yeah they were always going to move on because they have Bayern has more history than Pep Man City, Man City did not uh, let's be honest right and we, like, if to go back further to talk about his history like Barcelona and I know I know what the arguments are for 
him winning with Barcelona and blah, blah, blah. rubbish, rubbish. It's all rubbish. It is all rubbish. What he did is is not easy to like people people like to take winning for granted as if spending money as a manager is going to guarantee you winning titles. It does not work that way. It does not work that way. Man is a tactical genius. I don't care what anyone says. He is tactically a, a very good manager. Does he have his, his shortcomings? Of course he does. What manager doesn't? Like, all of them do. But the good far always a bad, and he gives you top-level, world-class stuff in different areas, whether it be the actual tactical side of the game, whether it be building an entire culture and, uh, and, and uh, like, uh, building an entire culture at a club, whether it be winning titles. There's so much to the man's management. Uh, speaking of man's management, the man management. And yeah, he had like little rifts with a couple of players. But if if we go back and look at the players that he had these public rifts with, they're all players who have known big egos. So that should cancel out each other. That, that should cancel out in one time. Listen, I, there are other names that people will start, still try and call. Yeah, Sir Alex's and yeah, and yeah, um, Jose's and thing. I, I'm not even saying that there's a great disparity between them all, but Pep has edged. He has edged himself away from that conversation. He is the goal manager at this point. All right, Adam, I know you, you wore your jersey for a reason. So I understand that you have a rebuttal coming. Yeah. Sorry, so why can be in agreement? Why I cannot be in agreement? I sit down here quiet and listen to my friend AJ expound and ride the Josep Guardiola train from here to glory and back. You know? And actually, look, look, Dom J just saying he gone. Don't run, Dom. Don't run. Because I want you, you yes, as as you know, I like into Milan. And they wanted Inter Milan to win that final for multiple reasons, and chiefly because of who they were playing against. Also, because they would have completed, which they did, a phenomenal feat, which is not easy to do. Of which the only other British club—sorry, not British, English—because the other British club that did it is Celtic. Um, the only other English club to have achieved that were their neighbors of whom I support. All that being said, why I can't be in agreement, I actually love Pep. Like, Pep is phenomenal. And I hated the fact that we did not get him where we could have gotten him simply because he was already committed to Bayern, of course. Um, because that would have met my dream. Oh, I would have had a wet dream every day simply because <laughs> I watched Pep. And normally, you hear people say these type of statements that I'm about to make, like to big up the self or to make you feel like them is watching a sport or not football or whatever the case may be. When Pep started managing Barca B, yeah, Barca B. He drew attention to Barcelona B games in a manner that nobody else didn't really do it. And not because he was an ex-player that was managing his, his boyhood club. There are many that have done that. 
but it was the style of football, the tactics that he was was uh, employing in youngsters and the results he was getting in the manner he was getting them. The combination of what is now renowned as tikataka, as though it was all originally Spanish, and I don't care who come for me with that because it was not. And you know he's Brazilian, so come again. What Pep did was to create tikataka. He combined the total football of the Dutch, and you can fact check me on this, total football of the Dutch, the flair of the samba, and the and the efficiency of the Italian, um, the Italian, the former Italian high press, which causes great defensive effectiveness to give you the, you know, the pet philosophy. That gained him the Barcelona job. To which much people was in shock and been really happy about because Frank Rickard had not long won them the said same UCL with the ever great Ronaldinho Gaúcho, Eto and the likes, Deco and the likes. But it had kind of become stale, and he made some huge decisions that people also then like in the same getting rid of those um, types of players, only keeping Eto, and immediately produced a treble, like. Bang, treble. I, I did this. I applied my football and bang, treble in Spain. Goes on to Bayern Munich, bam, 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 bam. Failed because he didn't win a UCL with a team that he inherited that had just won one. I have a different view. I don't think he failed in Germany because everybody feel like because you're the best at something that everybody else can come to play too. Other people come to play too. You know what I mean? So if you lost... Bayern Munich lost in semi-finals and quarter-finals, though. You know what I mean? So, cool. Didn't achieve it there. Moved to Man City, who had won titles and were already buying before they even won the titles. Here's my glory to Pep. And again, end on this, the glory part, in that it takes phenomenal application to be able to manage the likes of or, or, or the, the calibers of players that are bought for the prices that Man City bought their players. You all hear that point I just met, right? Because in recent times, for example, look at Chelsea's shopping list and then Chelsea's results. Case in point. So to manage to be able to manage the players that City have bought, yeah? Because to AJ's point of, you know, chopping and changing this, but City could do that by anyone at any time for any price. But it's still going to manage them and get the result out of them. That's a tribute to Pep's greatness. Is he the GOAT? No. Let me tell you why he's not the GOAT. Because though you have done a treble in two different leagues though you've won in three different leagues playing the football that stubbornly i think the only weakness you have is that you live and die by that sword even though you're tactically very good pep does live and die by that sword and if he lost him today he can change a player or whatever the case would be as to reason anyway let me not digress this is why you're not the goat. I am yet to see, including that said same Barcelona team, I am yet to see Pep 
rebuild a football team. And yes, AJ, I'm going there. And this is why. If you rebuild a team with the club's financial backative that Manchester City has, it is far easier to do that. Far easier to do that than to do that at an arsenal, for argument's sake, of which both of you support. So if, for argument's sake, Josep Guardiola was to achieve what he just achieved with Manchester City, with the likes of Arsenal. All, all, I notice, I use my side. I use my side. Now, I call who I think is the greatest. And no, Jose Mourinho is not in that conversation. Carlo Ancelotti might have words. Um, some, some may even go as far as to say um, Bob Paisley and Fabio Capello and them. Pep got all them blocked water. All of them blow the water. Yes, obviously, my bias can be to, towards Salis Ferguson because you can't get longevity, one, and Saf rebuilt not one, not two, not three, but four title winning sides. Four. Yeah? And yes, he only won the UCL twice. Okay, cool. He also lost two finals to the said same pep. He said same back that he lost two finals to, to a better team. Okay, cool. Do I think the margins are great? Uh for for good? I think it's one of those it's gonna come. I personally this is my objective view, guys. Because like I started by saying I love pet. I think it's really and truly down to a uh a, a iPhone Samsung debate. A preference thing. I I honestly believe it, it, it's it's down to that because you can argue for both sides of Sir Alex Ferguson or Josep Guardiola, and and both be right. You can argue for both sides and both be wrong. You know. What I mean? So I, I I honestly believe it's going to come down to to a preference. Um, but kudos to Manchester City for for completing the trouble. I honestly wanted to stop you at at the second leg i was really hopeful that the gunners would have stopped you at the first leg and i definitely was begging into to, <laughs> like into dominate that game and it's still lost <laughs> but kudos to city for winning a deserved travel is it like if you have a rebuttal i must say adam i'm actually impressed with the way you ended your soliloquy because i i haven't heard many people come across that objectively and saying that it's, it's kind of a matter of preference, right? I, so I commend you on that. The reason why I personally do not like the debate about having to rebuild is that I think that is just adding, and this is just me personally, I'm not attacking you, but obviously I've heard this, this, this rhetoric um, echoed before. I feel like it is adding a, it is adding a criterion which does not necessarily need to be addressed in order to be the greatest of all time. No, I think it's an added bonus. Um, I think it's an added bonus if you do something like that, but I don't think it's necessary. And and I think the manner in which Pep's career has progressed, to me, he, I, he didn't need to do that. And and people say he didn't, re, but I, I, I don't personally, I feel like he rebuilt that Barcelona team. 
because the team that was based, that Rikard team that was based around Deco and Ronaldinho was not the same team that he won and, with. And and that's a fair point. That way, mention it because, but he still he still he still had a lovely spine already. Well, he, he already did, had Chavier but... Investor. Yeah, you know, you know what I mean. He had he had he had the 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 goat waiting in Messi. You know what I mean? He kept Etu. You know what I mean? He still kept Valdez. You know what I mean? So, okay, he rebuilt. He, yeah, but like, and, and mind you, I don't quote that rebuilding point uh, to antagonize people or to jump on that bandwagon because by the time Pep got to City, Pep didn't need to prove that, if you all understand what I mean. Like, like Pep had done enough to go to a good team that needed to get over another hump. You see what I'm saying? Um, but for me, I still think it's a criteria for, for, for sorry, for greatest ever, you know, like what you've won, what you've, who you've developed and who you, who, how you manage them. And, you know, I still think for me is, is a criteria to say, well, you know what I mean? Like a lot of people ain't got the, the, the ability to have, to spend 50 million on each on four, four fullbacks. I mean, a hundred million on 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 Mares, a hundred million on sorry, Mares was like sixty. The uh, hundred million on Jack Grealish. You know what I mean? Like, I I I, like, you know what I mean? Like, I I I get you, but at the same time, it's still he and and uh, let me tie this into Dom's point real quick. Uh, Dom is not disrespect to Capello. It's not disrespect to Lippi. It's not disrespect to Ancelotti. Even Pep is better than all of them, and I'm not saying he he's greater than all of them. And I'm not saying that he is the best tactician out of all. It is it's the same way I see like being like the best rapper or something like that. Like the best MC is not the best rapper. You know what I mean? Like there are <laughs> there are other factors that are that we take into consideration. Like there's there, like it's things like that. And the, the best the best skill set at whatever is a discipline doesn't necessarily make you the greatest. There are other factors that come into consideration there. And I think Pep has the more the total package. If you bring Pep into any team right now, you're guaranteed that that with, with the resources and and they have to put in that because that's the way football is. No, yeah, yeah, but yeah, but yeah, but Adam, but that, but that's the way football. That's the way football is. No, but but to my point, I still think he did it with less limited resources at Barca. But the argument for Barca is different for people because they say, oh well, Rijkaard had just won. Yeah, Xavi yeah. became a different yeah. level of player under him. Who the hell was Busquets before Pep? That entire middle was the middle of the park. That 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 um, center of the park. Actually, actually, uh, actually, actually, not to cut you. Actually, I think that's one. That's that is the play. If I was to argue for Pep, that's the player I would use in terms of developing somebody and bringing somebody out and what's not. My man sold Yaya Toure, Yaya Toure, who was the young uh, center midfielder between Xavi and Deco, because Iniesta used to come off the bench. You know what I mean? Ken will remember this called Ken. Ken, the love young Iniesta when we, when we used to talk back home in Barbados. Iniesta used to come off the bench more yeah. often than not for Ronaldinho on the wide left. Also, Deco and Xavi and Yaya and Pep sold Yaya to promote Sergio Busquets. So he made him into the player that he became. You know what I mean? So, like, yeah, I mean, it's, it's a preference. Uh -huh. eh? I'd so so to, to finish off that point that I was just to piggyback. Sorry, Ken, because I know you ain't gone yet. I think like the the dominance with which this man is able to 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 uh, um 
uh, what was the word I'm looking for? Asserts. That's that's it. In in league. And then obviously, like he he, he hasn't won a Champions League every single year. That is not an easy thing to do. But he'll no. make a deep run. They've they've had years where he's I I would say he's been unlucky. They went and changed an entire handball rule because of how their team get knocked out. And and I'm not saying that they didn't deserve to be knocked out because you shouldn't have been in that position in the first case. But the reality is a whole rule got changed because of uh, of the Laurenti um, goal for Tottenham in the semis. Right? Listen, if you bring this man in, you're going to get results. In the league, in the Champions League. Like, Carlo got four Champions Leagues. That's true. Remarkable feat. Carlo is a great. But Carlo was not, is not a league-dominant manager. He's not. Jose, he's, I wouldn't say he's a league dominant man, manager either. To do it year after year, Jose is a cup. No, he's a cup boss. And, and, and this is not to say that these guys can't win leagues, but I'm saying league dominant, as in to win every single year. Listen, the. Uh, the I, I, I think I'll, 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 I'll see you on that, though. And I, I, I slightly disagree in that. They may win leagues too, you know? And yeah, not just win leagues. They may. They may, they may win leagues convincingly too, you know? I'm saying dominant. This is the same. This let, is, let, this let, is let, let me draw. Let, exactly my point. So let me, let me draw that comparison and end it right here. It is the same, is the same way that Roger Federer doesn't have more uh, um, grand slams because the fact that Nadal used to dominate on the clay. So because of that, Federer couldn't win more, right? It's the same way. Like, Pep is the reason why other managers have not won league titles. I, 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 and, and for me, for me, that's why I think the conversation really and truly is between Safa and Pep, because they're the two managers, and and it's not even a bias to England, because Safa obviously only managed in England, but Charles Ferguson addressed every managerial challenge he got, all, all, when away he came, well, Keegan who ain't get who ain't get it beat. Daglish, who they won and then he dismissed. Arsene Wenger, who had the top battles with you over the years. Jose, who thought he was going to take over things. Address he, dismiss he. And, and anybody that, that City brought as well, which is Mancini. And you didn't get to see Saf against Pep because of, of era, era switch. But literally, Pep is doing in England now what Sir Alex Ferguson did. Literally. Because he, he just went three straight. Yeah? Only other team to do that was United. Yeah? He just went three straight leagues. Yeah? His challenge, closest challenge was, was Klopp. Yeah? Klopp only went one league. Addressy dismissed. <laughs> you know what I mean? When, when Leicester won that league in between there, uh, when, when, when in, I think, Pep's first season, you ain't hear about Leicester again. You know what I mean? Jose come back and win one, dismiss he. That's a tribute to Pep, you know what I mean. But it, it kind of brought to my point of it's 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 fine margins of preference, fine 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 margins of preference. Well, I don't really have much to add to this conversation, <clears throat> to be honest, because I I used to be a huge Pep fan, used to be. Oh dear. The minute that I stopped being a Pep fan was when Pep was leaving Bayern Munich and decided that he was not going to listen to the overtures of the Arsenal 
but he was going to go to Manchester City. My issue with Pep is that Pep. I left Pep, that point open. Yeah, I I said this when Pep went to City. Pep is not a manager for the hard work and the headaches and the rebuild. Pep went where he had unlimited funds to do whatever he felt like. Pep is the man that does land home in Barbados on AA, wearing all of the Gucci and a good pair of Jordans. I'll leave the airport and head down in St. Lawrence Gap and deciding that he can make it rain like if a hurricane is on the horizon. That is what Pep has shown himself to be. Pep is the manager for having the resources to do whatever he wants to do. And to be fair, to be perfectly fair, Silas Ferguson wasn't much different. It didn't start that way because he did develop the, the core that he that you know he initially dominated with with the gigs and Beckhams and, and Nevilles and, and those boys. But Manchester United Okay, but Manchester United in England before the advent of City were known to be the big spenders. They were the ones that were shelling out the money for the Rios and for the Berbatovs and, and those those kinds of people. So I don't have a vote. I'm not voting on if Pet is the GOAT or not or who is the GOAT because really and truly, I don't really care. I'm not that big of a fan of Sir Alex Ferguson. And if this was before Bayern Munich, sorry, if this was after Bayern Munich, before saying he was going to City, you might have gotten me to say Pet. Can't get me to say that today, regardless of that chapter speaking. So that is where I fall on this question. One okay. is we have one vote for Sir Alex, one vote for Pep, and one is abstain. Cause I don't have to <laughs> vote. <laughs> I'll, I'll, I'll respectfully say that I agree on on the on the big spending big spending com comment for United. Where it got blown to the water, it wasn't even City's fault. To be honest, I layer that blame squarely at. Southwest six. That's a postcode in England. And if you type in Southwest six, up will rise the stadium called Stamford upon a blue bridge, which used to be a dog track. Good. <laughs> then is who raised the 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 you know bye 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 bye. So okay, cool. Uh, and yeah, United used to be big spenders, but on on one player, you should be a one big spender season, two are absolute best. You know what I mean? Like, and I can't, I, I struggle to think about a season before the huge spending that we bought two players for 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 money. So like even the core that that Ken mentioned, the gigs Beckham scores, Kane, and what that was his second side, Salas Bill. You know what I mean? So like. I, I it's, and it repeat. Um, if we're talking about billion billion sides, uh, because I won't be fair and give it to Pep too. Pep took a team that was a core of 
Now correct me if I'm wrong, guys. Yaya, David Silva. Um, can't remember who else was in our midfield. Oh my days, it's escaping me at the moment. Um, but change that around. Bring back Kevin Brain, the Brainer. I mean, the the Silva, uh, David Silva gone. I mean, bring a Gondwan. Um, you know what I mean? He, oh, it was Gareth Barry. He had, you said he had Gareth Barry. Y'all can remember that? Mm -hmm. <laughs> you know what I mean? Um, and James Milner. Kirk was talking to us now. There's players that City had, I had bought for enough money too. You know what I mean? City, City spent 50 million on Calvin Phillips. Calvin Phillips played 10 games. Did Calvin Phillips play 10 games? You know what I mean? But, see, that, that, that is, you see, we could do an entire we could do an entire show and discussion, and I could debunk all of these myths. Because people just put this out there, and they are, these things are myths. The fact of the matter is, yeah, people saying that, but the club, the club is through our own money. Yes, we know that. But the man don't just go out and buy the biggest profile players. He brings in players who fit a specific uh, uh, um, profile that he wants, and a specific, like a player uh, in a specific way, and he molds them into what he wants to be. And Dom, to your point, about if I feel Pep could go in and with limited resources and raise the profile of a team. Well, who can Ancelotti do that with? I want to know who's a, oh, little, who's, a team, who's a team with limited resources that Carlo Ancelotti, Ancelotti raised their profile. Because all the teams that Carlo won with were the teams that were winning. They had, they had one before they were, their profiles were big enough that they were winning. So I don't mean, like, like, Carlo like big teams too? Carlo, Carlo like big teams with money too? AC, Chelsea, PSG, Real Madrid. Let, come on, no. Let me end that right there. I, I come can, on, I can speak about Pep for the entire night. I can have this discussion for the entire night. <laughs> I know Don get message me and cast me afterwards, you know. But is but is a tribute to what Ken said as well. Not to prolong. It's a tribute to what Ken said of what Pep likes. Because because to your point, it's of, of 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 being able of buying, not buying the biggest player, but buying who he wants. When if he want Ken Griffith. Or AJ Williams, and y'all teams like nah, nah. This 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 is my player right now. They're my best player. His club has the ability to offer that team whatever they want. <laughs> you know what I mean? Everybody can do that. Everybody can do that. And I just think he's earned the right to be able to do that. That's all. Okay. Well, that is. So this is a conversation. Obviously, we will need to revisit at some point in time. Dom, we'll have to get you out of the comments and get you into the studio so that you can you can yeah, make yeah. your you can make your points to the guys. Adam, it has been a blast as always. We definitely appreciate your being here with us, and to everybody else who has been with us. I know tonight's been long, but the reason tonight's been long is because this is our last show for the summer. The boys are taking a break. We've been at this from August, AJ? From August, before the NFL season started. NFL. NFL preseason. Yeah, straight through now to the end of the NBA championships. And just like Shannon Sharp, we are out of this joint. We will be back, however. We will, we will be back in the same spot. We will not be turning up in other places, although, you know, we might do a couple of different things during the summer. But as I have been saying every episode, your support has not gone unnoticed and it is not unappreciated. 
this whole show this whole concept this whole thing started because a lot of the, we we felt that a lot of the things that the pundits that getting paid the big money were saying we were saying in our group chats as well we were having these conversations before they even got started and a lot of the times like espn fc for example a lot of the things they were saying well we could we could debate those and we could battle and batter them with the things they were saying easily so we figured that we could bring this now to the people and you never know we don't know where this this little show could go but what we do know is that wherever we go we we want to bring others with us that's why we've been able to bring others onto the show to talk to us to talk to you to give their perspective we don't have to agree on everything aj and i we we don't have spirited uh debate on here because we don't have anybody to pull us back if we if we start going too hard and too heavy we might never stop but we enjoy we enjoy having these discussions and bringing others into our conversations with us and with you we we move to a live format this season because we wanted to have this interaction we wanted you to be able to speak to us as we were speaking because at the end of the day it's not just what we think it's what we all think we 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 can have fun together debating these things an hour 45 minutes on the clock this is our longest ever episode but i think that it was time well spent we 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 fully fleshed out denver winning we we spent some time with pep on the on the football field but just to circle back to what i said before when i think of when i think of denver the denver nuggets being an underdog team a team that you know pulls from multiple places came together and did something special that's the same way i think of green beach because we have come from different places we have different ideas but we've come together and we can do something special is it going to result in the championship will i be able to put an emmy to stand next next to me behind me or something i will not put a limit on it we will just see where this goes but again we just have to say thank you to everyone here here dom, dom uh, we call out a pep boy that's what it is you need to say the fun part i know if, you, if you're familiar with that franchise but we call ourselves the pep boys yeah that's what it is <laughs> <laughs> all right so again thank you so much folks we we do appreciate your time and staying with us especially dom you've been with us through <laughs> your almost two hours of tonight's show we will be back in time for the nfl preseason again summer's time for family after we've not really you know we've taken time away from our family for the last what six months we have to go give them some time because if we keep this going all the time then you know we might need to look for new family so we don't we don't want to have to do that we we like to be able to spend time with you and now we go spend some time with them so AJ, do you have any thoughts before we get out of here oh nice no, i been a, a really good season adam you must say while we're here i i really thank you for 
given the, uh, the time zone that you're in, I really thank you for making the effort <laughs> to come on these last few weeks to be our NBA correspondent. I, I, I really enjoyed um, us being able to like venture out and you know do the like the the NBA playoff coverage and you know talk talk a little bit more as, as the NFL season was finished was completed. So it's been a good season. Adam, you know we. You'll be more regular next season. You know that, right, Blood? For sure. Yeah. For yeah. sure. We will we will definitely get you in here more often. So Dom says that he's gonna call all of us and curse us. So <laughs> let us give let us give him the opportunity to do so. So again, thank you very much, Adam. As always, that is AJ. He is the green. I am Ken. I am the beige. And for season three of the Green Beige Podcast. We will see you next time.